everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 6, Episode 1, Everyone. So you may notice that the audio quality sounds a little different than usual. I'm actually recording from a little tiny apartment in Iceland, which is very exciting. And also, I've kind of been waiting to do this episode, the Morocco trip, because I am on vacation myself, and it just feels fitting to be somewhere out of the norm while these gang of hooligans were on their vacation as well. So, hopefully the audio works, (laughs) because we're just doing this all in one take, and we're just going to go for it. But I have a little portable microphone. I think we'll be in pretty good business. So getting right into it, we open with the song 212 by Azalea Banks, an iconic banger. It actually just fills me with joy and excitement every time I hear that song, and it makes me want to go clubbing, even though I don't love clubbing. But gets you hyped, and they're in Morocco, and Alo, Minnie, Liv, and Nick are zooming through the streets on mopeds, and I just haven't watched Skins in so long or talked about Skins in so long. It's been like a month at this point that uh, my soul was just ignited with love for the show again, and this episode is actually way more interesting than I remembered. (laughs) So getting right back into it, they get lost in the streets of Morocco because Aloe has another terrible map, which is a throwback to the wedding episode, the season finale of season five, where he had everyone get lost with his shitty map the first time. So fortunately, a plane passes by and they follow that back into town where Rich and Grace are, and they're just being like a sweet couple. There's a heavy emphasis on Rich and Grace's happy relationship in this episode. There's a reason for that because throughout this episode, I just was like, why are they so obsessed with showing how happy Rich and Grace are? Like, we get it, guys. We get it. But it all is for a reason. Also, this was an excellent opportunity for me to practice my French. As you all know, I've been studying French for the past year and... There was a little bit of dialogue, so that was exciting, even though they do subtitle it in English, but whatever. Um, also, for some reason, in the first few minutes of this episode, there are so many gay jokes, and I'm just like, why? And if you didn't listen to the last episode that Felicia and I did, we were talking about the writer's vision going into season six and how they wanted it to be sexy and edgy and having that background definitely changed my perspective watching this time around because I was like yeah they're definitely trying to make like edgier jokes and be like oh you're so gay blah 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 you guys are sluts like it just feels unnecessary so they go to their resort quote-unquote that they're supposed to be staying in and it's a total dump and that was definitely my worst fear planning a month-long trip to Iceland I'm like what if I get there and the places I've booked are just totally horrible but fortunately 
you know, there's reviews and Google and everything now that they didn't have back then. And you can pretty much see what you're getting yourself into with trips. I always just read reviews for everything and it usually guides me in the right direction. Um, And I will say that, yeah, nowhere I've stayed in Iceland have I found three ounces of weed under the kitchen floor like they find in this resort, but I also haven't looked. So who knows? Maybe it's hiding there. (laughs) Driving to the place that they're staying, we do see Aloe's boner in way too much detail. There's a lot of tension between Aloe and Minnie. And I appreciate that they've actually taken the time through this generation to build up a natural chemistry between Minnie and Aloe. Like, I'm rooting for them. It's, like, naughty that she's the popular girl and he's the dorky virgin loser guy. I love it. I ship them so hard. And seeing the tension build, I just feel like it's natural and I think they're really cute. So they're kind of eyeing each other in the beginning of this episode. Also, I was thinking once they get to the dump that they're staying in, I think in the Inbetweeners movie, when they go to Greece, they end up staying in like a very similar type of horribly rundown uh, place. <laughs> and so there's another Inbetweeners sort of crossover I guess that came to mind of course who is hosting them at this abode other than the wonderful rider from Nick's rugby team he's super gross fortunately we don't experience too much of him in this episode because he's really insufferable and if I had to hear more than five sentences come out of Ryder's mouth I would have a hard time watching the episode but he's a pretty minimal part of the whole thing which is quite a relief. Finally, Frankie and Maddie show up and they drove up. They've been on their own excursions. They get out of the car and they're just screaming at each other. Frankie is like basically saying, oh my god, you're driving me fucking insane, which is very believable. Maddie is pretty subtly annoying, (laughs) as I've mentioned in past episodes. And also, I've been there as a teenager. Traveling with people can be really difficult. I think I'm a really good travel companion, but some people are really annoying to travel with. So that's a really valuable thing in a friendship or a relationship is to find someone you're compatible traveling with. I think it's like the ultimate test. For some reason, Ryder is being a huge dick to Minnie. The few lines that he does say are mostly to sexualize harass and berate Minnie probably because he's an idiot and he's like well she's not dating my bro Nick anymore so like fuck her I literally think that's as deep as his brain goes I'm really not going to put any more analysis into it than that Frankie is still just screaming at Maddie (laughs) my favorite line is when she goes I don't even really like Morrissey And that just solidified in my head that Maddie is so that guy. The guy who's going to make you listen to fucking Morrissey on like a 10-hour car ride. And then talk about all his speculations and thoughts that you're just like, please rip my eyeballs out. I want to listen to Azalea Banks and have a nice time. But Maddie 
oh my god it's like this episode just really validates everything i've said about him from day one which makes me feel good like i'm not just being an asshole to him frankie's like dude you're insufferable so i wrote dump him queen Grace is being really sweet to Ridge, that she's just always trying to make the best out of a situation and saying, you know, it's okay. I don't mind that we're in this rundown little patio with no bed and no room because we get to be together and have a nice time. And it's very cute. They do hear a party in the distance. And I will give credit, Aloe. I'm an aloe stan at this point. Like, I'm just going to be talking positively about him this whole time. But he is so good at finding the party. Because again, in the wedding episode, he gets everybody lost, but he finds the party afterwards. And I just feel like aloe's the opposite of Maddie. Like, aloe is so fun and vibrant and silly and just has a good time. He's not this brooding, melodramatic, like... I don't know, just emo fuck. <laughs> so I really appreciate Aloe's presence in this episode. They go to this big party. Of course, they have to because it's skins. So at the party, we meet this guy. We find out his name is Luke. I'm just going to call him that because otherwise I'm just going to call him the blonde party guy. His name is Luke. He's checking out Frankie and definitely eyeballing her from across the way and Frankie and Maddie are trying to talk it out it's very a la the hills of like we're at a party but the couple who has issues has to sit and try to talk through their issues which is not a good idea that doesn't work so Frankie says to Maddie it gets boring all the fucking and the talking and I'm like, Frankie, that's just because you don't like men, to be honest. <laughs> like, Come on, you don't like men. If you really like someone, the talking and the fucking shouldn't get boring. But I just, that's just my opinion. But Frankie gets swept away by Luke and his mysterious charms, which I find very cringy. But she's like, ooh, there's this new guy, and he seems like a douche, so I'm really interested in him. And they're flirting, and they're dancing, and so is Frankie going to end up with Luke? Let's see. Waking up the next morning, I give the Bristol's best to Minnie. She has a pale blue t-shirt that says maybe on the front and maybe not on the back and a gold thong, and it's just giving me, like, 2010 Forever 21 vibes. I would have been obsessed with that outfit and probably just ended up in the same situation waking up from a party in that. So I just love it. I haven't given a Bristol's Best in so long. Feels good. So they also gave her a very Cassie scene where she's, like, the first one to wake up at the party and... She's just walking around. They have the same kind of music playing that they played in Cassie's scene when it was episode two of season one, I think. And Cassie wakes up before everyone and she's just sort of walking around, examining everything. 
So I think that was kind of an intentional reference to Cassie's character because some people have told me they see the crossover between those two characters. Of course, they're not exactly the same, but I see it. Maddie is still whining about Frankie and complaining about it to Nick and literally nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares. And then he's like, I liked it better when she might or might not have been a lesbian. And I just wrote us too many. Like we miss Frankie's queerness. They just totally erased that in this season. Again, Felicia Fisher and I talked about that on the last episode. So check that out for the reasons why the writers chose to do away with Frankie's queerness and just make her the like hot sex pot icon that she's supposed to be now. It's weird. Also, there's so many bikini and underwear body shots and they talked about we talked about this on the last episode of why they did that and just trying to make it sexy and edgy and it seems really gratuitous with that background knowledge, especially knowing that the actors were all pretty uncomfortable with that and they were being told to skip meals and stuff. It's just like not great. And I don't think it really adds anything to the episode to be like, ooh, look, skinny people in bikinis. Okay. The plot of this episode is actually strong enough to carry through without needing that sex appeal. So it's a little... It kind of holds it back more than anything, in my opinion. So the blonde guy, Luke, shows up at the dump resort and is like, hey, that weed was actually ours, me and my friends, so we're going to need that back. And Aloe starts a beatboxing competition with Luke's friend, very cringy. And then Luke is like, well, you guys can come to my party tonight and we'll figure it out. It'll be okay, whatever. And so they go to the party. Maddie is being super weird and emo still. Like, it's not attractive to just mope around whining when you annoyed someone so badly that they don't want to be with you anymore. Um, Luke is looking like a finance bro in his khakis and he's being really fake deep talking to Frankie. I'm just like, Frankie, it's a fucking trap. Like these fake deep emo guys are nothing but trouble. Trust me. They don't see you as a person. And it's actually worse than even I initially thought. But my first thought without remembering anything about this episode was just like, This guy's trouble just because he's a brooding emo douchebag just like Maddie. Not good. So, oh well. Minnie and Aloe hook up and oh my god, I'm so here for it. She's like totally doming him and being like, you're not worthy of me. And he's just like, I'm an awkward virgin. Oh my god. Like, is this real? Am I awake? Oh my god. And But Aloe Fox, like, yeah, I just am really excited about this development in the plot because I think they're good together. And I think that Aloe has BDE. <laughs> so 
Next, we find out that Luke has lured Frankie away from the party with all the fake deep shit. So what he was saying to her was like, let's just run away, the two of us. You don't need any of your belongings. We'll just go wherever the road takes us. And I'm like, Frankie, no. I, I think, is Frankie just like having an identity crisis? And that's where this is coming from because... Even at my lowest points, if some guy was like, hey, let's go in my car and just go away forever. And if I was in a foreign country, I'd be like, hell no, dude, you're going to kill me. Like, literally, Frankie, you're going to get fucking murdered, bro. Don't. So, yeah, he lures Frankie away. They get in the car and Luke's friend tells Maddie, like, hey, if you want to get Frankie back, you have to deliver a shit ton of weed to, I don't know how to pronounce this, Marrakesh. I hope I said that right. Um, So they've set up this whole evil plot to, I, I don't know what the goal is here. I guess just to have someone do their dirty work delivering drugs and just blackmail them into doing it so they don't get in trouble. I guess that's all it is. So it seems like a very elaborate scheme for selling drugs, but I guess that's what it is. And so like this guy that Liv found at the party, he's this really nice guy. He's like, I'm a God-fearing boy. He's very sweet. So she, of course, wants to corrupt him immediately. And he warns Liv, hey, there's this guy, Luke, and this is what he does. He plants drugs on people that are staying at resorts and on holiday. And then he blackmails them. And he's a really bad guy. You don't want to be involved with him at all. And Liv is like, oh, shit. And that's basically Liv's only line in the entire episode. She says, like, hi, Frankie. And then she basically says, oh, fuck. And then that's all she does in this episode. It's not super Liv-heavy episode. So Liv goes to warn everybody about what's going on, because now she's the only one who knows other than Maddie. Maddie's, of course frantic and panicking and being like I gotta go get Frankie and so Grace and Liv get in the car with Maddie and they're speeding off chasing after Luke Luke is with Frankie there's this high speed car chase and then a truck swerves in front of Maddie and Liv and Grace and they swerve off the road and drive off a fucking cliff what's up with cliffs everybody's been to I said this in the season five finale I'm like what the fuck is up with everybody falling and driving on walking off of cliffs don't do that of course this was an accident but yeah so this there's like a brutal car accident scene out of nowhere I'm like holy fucking shit Gruce Gruce <laughs> sorry Grace is just like bleeding and dying in a ditch from the car accident and I can't believe I forgot all of this happened it's horrible we don't see what happens with Liv but Maddie just gets up and runs away and we don't see where he's going at all and then we just pan back to being at school everybody looks really really upset excuse me 
and it's a shit show. I'm like, all of this happening in the first episode? <laughs> oh my god. We find out that Grace is in the hospital. She's been in the hospital for like weeks at this point. She's not doing well. Basically, David Blood wrote a letter to the school to read to let the students know like they're not allowed to visit the hospital and Grace is not doing well and everybody else seems to be fine. Maddie's not at school. Nick is freaking out because he's like, my brother's not calling me. We don't know what's going on with him. So Nick is in with the guidance counselor, Josie. I'll remember her from season one. She's probably not the most helpful person in this situation. She's like, you know, your brother was found with a bunch of katamin in the car. <laughs> and Nick's just like, yeah, thanks. So of course the adults are complete failures. And I'm sure Nick's dad is just like, your brother's a failure. Like, let's just leave him in the dust because he's a loser. So Nick is once again in a situation where there are no adults to help at all. And Minnie's the only one really that we see comforting him. And she's being very sweet. Like they really tried to stage it as Minnie was going to be the villain, but she's a sweetheart. Like just because she's assertive and outspoken doesn't mean she's evil and she's definitely not the mean girl she was trying to be when she was dating Nick like their breakup is the best thing that's ever happened for both of them and I guess now that we're further into this generation we can see how two reasonably decent people can turn into monsters if they're in the wrong relationship with each other and that sometimes people are just better people without each other and they're much happier when they find the right person which is kind of a deep thought um I'm just thinking that Frankie must feel super guilty about this whole thing which we'll see at the end and there's a random poster in the school I just have to bring this up the poster says if music be the food of love play on what the fuck does that mean <laughs> If music be the food of love, play on. You guys let that marinate. You think about that. Let me know what you think it means. I could not make any sense of the whole thing. Anyway, Grace is in the hospital on oxygen. Rich is like desperately trying to help her by trying to turn in a music project for her and he can't do that he's not allowed and he tries to bring her flowers at the hospital and he's not allowed in the room so we're gonna see rich getting really frustrated and feeling hopeless about the situation that's very palpable in these scenes and of course your heart breaks like they were just showing how perfect they are and especially like when the car accident happened at the party Rich just looks up the second that it happens and you can just see that they're so connected. Oh, I'm going to cry, but like they're so connected in each other's hearts and souls that like when something bad happens to her, he just senses it and he feels it. And I really like that they included that little moment. I thought it was really touching. So the Rich and Grace situation is no longer paradise it's extremely fucking depressing and it's like why why would you do this to us skins what did grace ever do wrong i mean not that chris or freddie did anything either and grace is alive 
and on oxygen, but she's basically in a coma in the hospital, and it's like, what the fuck? So we'll get into that in the next episode. And the episode ends with Frankie crying, because of course, they feel fucking guilty. I definitely don't think Frankie's like some evil, sinister person who would like not care about the impact of their actions. Like they're obviously a very sensitive person. So yeah, this basically is just destroying everything and everything's in shambles. And we're just gonna see how it goes. I'm gonna try to record and upload very regularly. I don't know what my schedule is gonna be like here. I'm here for most of April in Iceland, so I might sporadically upload. I was planning on having some guests this season, so I'll try to coordinate with them and see if maybe they'll be available to do that while I'm here, because I'd love to just upload and like bang out this season. I'm really drawn into it right now, and like I feel like vacation is a good time to do it while I don't really have other stuff to do, so we'll see. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited to be back doing the pod. And you can always follow at Oh Wow the Podcast on Instagram. And I will be uploading episodes to YouTube when I get back home because all those files are on my desktop and not this little dinky Chromebook I have. So, yeah, see you guys next time for season six, episode two. Thanks for listening. Bye.